0: place in my life I'm full but I've not satisfied this longing to have more of you and I can feel that my heart is convinced I'm thirsty my soul Deep, but I'm Good morning, Capital City Church. We're so glad to see you guys here
1: today. Please stand and worship with us.
0: It's is like sweet, sweet honey on my lips,
2: like the sound of a symphony tonight. Displayed on a criminal's cross. Darkness rejoiced as though heaven had lost. But then Jesus arose with a one more time well glory oh your grace so free washes over That life begins with Jesus this morning And we were dead in our sins But we are made new Amen
3: Hey, good morning, Cap City Church It's so good to be with you this morning Uh, Just as we go into a time of prayer I'll share with you A thought I had in my prayer life this week As I was talking to the Father None of us pray as we ought to We can all pray more And this week I found found myself asking God this question, God, how important is prayer? So it's more important than everything, everything. I've been asked a lot of questions here in these first couple months. What are we going to do with this? How are we going to change this? How are we going to change that? And I'll just share with you, sometimes God moves in us in different ways, in seasons and out of seasons, but here's the thought that he's given me recently. Everything else seems empty without prayer. The songs that we sing, the words that we preach, the ministry that we do. Church, we talk about praying about stuff. We say that we're going to pray for someone, we say that we've prayed about something because there wasn't anything to listen to on the radio on the way in to work on our favorite secular station. So we went ahead and talked to God for a few minutes. There's issues, there's concerns all throughout this place today. You're dealing with anxiety over decision, you're upset at somebody. And here's the question I'll just pose as we go into a time of prayer. We'll have pastors here pray for you. But if you don't come to one of us and you just kneel down, we'll know maybe you just need to pray about something because whatever it is that you're dealing with this week, this month, or in this life, the question I would just pose to you this morning is have you really prayed about it? Have you really prayed about it? Father, It's something that you've stirred up with me in these recent days and I believe it's because you've called me to lead this people and because it's something that needs to be stirred up in us. God, when we get sick, we Google to see what our symptoms are. When we don't like a decision someone makes, we retreat to our echo chambers. But what if we talk to you? What if we talk to the Father, the one who loves us more than anything, wants the best for us, that as much as we want to succeed, he wants to see it happen a thousand times as much. Why do we waste such an opportunity to speak to the creator of all the universe about something? God, help us to increase, to improve our prayer time, to pray more, to pray more fervently. God, if we've prayed a minute, help us pray an hour. If we've prayed an hour, help us pray for a day. If we prayed for day, Lord, help us to fast. Help us to lean into whatever it is until we see the answer come to pass. We know that you're a God that is still in the business of doing miracles, of healing people, God, of straightening out our situations, of providing finances, of, of restoring relationships and, re- and re- reconciling those who are broken and restoring them unto you so, so that we can be free as we've just sung, Lord, forever free. Lord, have we prayed about it? Have we really, really prayed about it? Have we quit trying to fix the situation on our own and turned it over to you? Help us to honor you as we lift our prayers this morning in Jesus' name.
1: come to you today. We want to hear from you. Please open our ears to listen to what it is that you're saying to us. Please break down every sense of pride that we might have in ourselves that's deterring us from hearing what it is that you're trying to say to us, Lord. because of you, you decided to create us, Lord, and I thank you for that, I thank you for the life that you've given us, and the ways that we can be in your presence, and be with you, and have a relationship with you that is so precious, I thank you for the ways that you've shown up in our lives, and the ways that you've been there for us, even though we didn't maybe realize it in the moment. I just thank you for who you are and the way that you take care of us. In your name I pray, amen.
4: Welcome to Capital City Church. We are so glad you're joining us for service today. Please share with us. Your updates, praises, and prayer requests on the connection card in your bulletin and drop it in the offering when it comes by later this morning.
5: First-time visitors, please let us get to know you through the connection card. And at the end of service, you can take it to the visitor welcome desk in the lobby to receive a small gift.
4: Iwana will be starting Wednesday, September 7th. We are looking for sponsors to cover the $40 per child cost for every child wanting to participate see your bulletin or us, Scott and Tara, if you have any questions about this amazing program.
5: Thank you for supporting the ministries of Cap City Church. You can give online or by check or cash. See the back of the bulletin for more details.
4: Please welcome Pastor Ed with today's message.
6: Here I come. Praise the, Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, Wilbur. Good morning. Praise the Lord. God is so good. You know, when Pastor Jonathan asked, you know, how important is prayer? The first thing that came to my mind was how important it is that I breathe. That's how important our prayer life is. We need to communicate with God. We need to talk to the Father. And uh, that's the title of my message this morning. Do you have God's ear? I want to thank Pastor Jonathan for giving me this opportunity. Uh, It just blesses me more than you know to be here today and to share uh, what God has laid on my heart for you today, um, I'm going to try, Nan. Uh, I'm going to do this one more time because I thought people thought it was funny. So I, I was over at Pastor uh, Brother Church, and I said to the congregation, "My wife said that you didn't." probably have never had a preacher in here that had a ponytail <laughs> and I said, well you don't have to worry about because it it's the rental so, <laughs> so it goes back tomorrow no. <laughs> anyway, God bless you and thank you, Father, I thank you that you are uh, our king and our God and that you uh, have a heart uh, that is poured out for us that you know, called heaven and earth that sent your only begotten son from the riches in glory to this earth so that we might know you. I ask for you you just to take control of this uh, service, this message, that it's your heart being poured out and that you uh, are uh, anointing me to share uh, this message today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Will you turn with me today to the uh, scriptures in First Peter, chapter one. And if you would stand with me for the reading of God's word, if you're able, please, until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. And it continues in verse 11, in verse uh, 13. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Since you call on, the, on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. And then again in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2 through 11. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate. In the divine nature, you and I get to participate in the divine nature, church. What, what is that? What is that? Having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, to goodness knowledge, to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness, to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection love for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them, is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. You can be seated. Thank you. Isn't reverence for God's word a good thing? Amen. Amen. It's something that we kind of have forgotten in the church sometimes. But you could just take that scripture that we just read, and that could be the end of this sermon. See you next week. (laughs) But God has laid something on my heart that this scripture empowers you and I (laughs) to be, to be a Christian, to be a human being not just a human doing, doing things, doing religious services, doing uh, ministry for the sake of busy work. God has called us. Some people like to throw names around of influential people they may or may not know. There may be reasons they might do this, One being that a person might want to impress his or her friends by saying, I know so and so and can get him to do this or that for me because he's my friend, or she'll do anything I ask because I have her ear. Or some acquaintance even might say to you, I have the ear of the pastor, or the governor, the principal, or the CEO. And I can get him or her to do just about anything I ask. So if you can do this for me, I can da-da-da-da-da-da. And then they proceed to convince and manipulate and constrain you to do whatever it is they wanted of you. That their own name or reputation did not warrant or have the influence to persuade you of. Give me a second just here. Thank you, Lord. Isn't this just the way of the world, we might ask? Or doesn't everyone do this in some way, shape, or form to get what they want out of life? Perhaps it is. And perhaps it is sometimes even something we do with good intentions. Hoping, for example, that we can convince someone to go into a rehab by using a famous person's name. Remember Betty Ford Center? Everybody dropped her name, didn't they? Well, if Betty Ford can humble herself and go into rehab and get sober, don't you think you could too? But to the point, I believe that we mostly use this mechanism of persuasion simply because in our own self-estimation, many of us do not believe we're worthy or good enough or smart enough or important enough to expect anyone to honor or grant our request or take our advice. We simply do not hold ourselves up to thinking that our own opinion even matters. This, my friends, is not the kind of thinking or self-estimation our God has designed or predestined you and I to walk in, nor is it how he would have us feel about ourselves out of some false sense of humility. Oh, this is just me being humble, we say to ourselves. No, it's not. No, it's not. This is false humility, my friends. True humility is by definition is not knowing or thinking of ourselves as being humble at all. The truth that sets us free is that the born-again believer that understands who he and she is in Christ has direct priority access to the very throne room of God. (laughs) Why aren't we using it? God longs to hear from us. He longs to hear our cries. He longs to hear every request that we have. Otherwise known as the Holy of Holies, the throne room of God, we enter, was at one time was a right given only to the high priest of Israel. Many of us know and have studied in the Old Testament how the high priest entered into the Holy of Holies once each year to pray and offer the blood of goats and lambs for the sins of the nation. Many of us have also heard the traditional story of how the high priest had bells around the bottom of his garment and a cord tied to one foot that was let out when he entered to the holy place. And if the high priest had any unconfessed sin in his life, he would be struck dead in the presence of a holy God and would have to be dragged out of the holy place. Well, the more contemporary thoughts of this traditional teaching may not hold this idea as being accurate. It says on one commentary I found, this tradition says that when the high priest went into the Holy of Holies on Yom Kippur, During the last couple of centuries of the temple, a scarlet rope was tied to his foot. A priest in the holy place tended the other end of his rope, which had a purpose. If the high priest's sins were not atoned for properly, he would die in the presence of the Shekinah, the glory of God that filled the Holy of Holies. And since nobody else could enter that part of the temple without also dying, the priest felt they needed a way to retrieve the body of the high priest, if necessary. That was the purpose of the rope, to pull the body out of the Holy of Holies. Now, what priest in his right mind would go into that Holy of Holies knowing that he wasn't right with God? What, what, what any priest, person would go into the presence of god we know in our own hearts that if we have willful disobedience or sin in our life that we have broken fellowship with god that we are not right that we would not dare enter into his holy presence lest we would be struck If this tradition were true, it would be a powerful reminder of God's holiness and how we should praise Jesus for the direct access to God's throne he provides. However, the Bible does not record such a practice. In fact, if you would like to research this more, the Bible has specific instructions regarding what the high priest can and cannot wear. Exodus 20, uh, Exodus chapters 28 through 35 uh, will, will show you uh these practices, and, and it seems highly unlikely that God would allow uh, this practice of the rope and the bells. Highly unlikely. And this was uh, only one opinion that, that I came across. And then many of us also learned that when Christ became the perfect sin offering for the sins of the world. The veil of the temple was torn from the top to the bottom. Mark 15, 37 and 38, it says, And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost, and the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to bottom. And access to the very throne of God was made available to every man, woman, and child that calls upon the name of Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Every one of us has access to the throne room of grace. Why aren't we using that privilege more? Yes, friends, you and I have the very ear of God of all the universe. Not only can we enter his courts with praise, as we do here at Capital City Church joyfully, each Sunday, and we have an awesome praise team and worship team, don't we? Let's give them guys a hand. We just are able to just enter in to, the, to, to, to praise and worship so freely. And I, I'd love to see that every Sunday, everybody just entering in, enter into his courtrooms his, with praise and, and just lifting our hands and rejoicing in the god that we serve with joy in our hearts we also can enter boldly into his very presence with prayers intercessions and requests ephesians 6:18 says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication For all saints, he needs you and I to pray for one another, to pray for our pastors, to pray for our spiritual leaders, to pray for our uh, national leaders, whoever they may be, to pray for our governors and our representatives in 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 the judicial system and in the Senate and wherever. We need to be people of prayer. But more importantly, we need to know that God hears our prayers. We need to know that in our heart, that our our thoughts and our words and our requests are important to the living God who loved us and gave himself for us. And he wants to answer our prayers. He wants to move through our prayers, into the lives of those that we love, the lives of those that, that, that in our families who are yet unsaved that we pray for and cry for. He hears us. He knows every situation, and his timetable has been set in motion because you came before the throne of grace and lifted their name up before the Father. Ephesians 6:18 praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for the saints Hebrews 4:16 tells us plainly let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need Amen. <laughs> find grace To help in time of need. How many have needs? How many of us have needs? How many of us have lost loved ones who need our prayers to usher them into God's kingdom? God needs to hear from you, saints. James 5.16 in the King James tells us, Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man and woman availeth much, availeth much. With godly confidence, we can and should seek the face of God and his will on earth as it is in heaven. We can pray God's will down to this earth. If we will... If we will, if we will believe that God hears us and wants to hear from us, oh, I'm just not important enough. God doesn't want to hear it from me. You see, folks, it's it's on Christ. Christ, on Christ, the solid rock, we do stand. And have the very ear of God at our disposal. To pray the very will of God into existence on this earth. That is something to be excited about. That is something to be excited about. Let's get excited, church. Let's get excited. Why are we not more excited about this, church? We need to stop doubting ourselves. Your opinion Your godly advice, your knowledge of God in Christ Jesus, your effectual fervent prayer is worthy to be shared, to be heard by your fellow believer, by a lost and dying generation, and certainly by your Father which is in heaven. Come on. Your requests matter to God. Your supplication matters to God. Your intercessions matter to God. You and I, my friend, have an audience with the king anytime we desire. Talk about influence and being a name dropper. Come on, the name of Jesus. At that name, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. (laughs) Talk about influencing people for their good. You and I have that influence in the power of our tongue at the name of Jesus Isn't it time that we begin to use that influence wisely? This is a praying church. The staff meets here on Tuesday mornings and lifts up the prayer requests of this entire church every Tuesday on their faces right here in these altars and in these seats and around this room. A, A small group of men meet every Wednesday evening right back there in the back room, to pray for these same requests every Wednesday before Bible study. This is a praying church. We want, we want you to join us. Those of you who are, are, have not yet come to be part of this, if you have some free time on Tuesday morning, please come and, and join us. Your intercessions, your prayers matter to God. You want to see cap city grow and and flourish and be an influence in this community in these neighborhoods across the street around this town we need to be here praying for the lost praying for the dying praying for the ministry of going out and feeding the homeless and taking the good news into the streets of columbus ohio and wherever we go Instead of believing the lie of the enemy that we have no influence and that our opinion doesn't matter, we need to begin to speak boldly the truth in love. In the name of Jesus, do you bear his name? Do you bear the name of Jesus? Do you bear his name? (laughs) By the grace of God, I do. I know you do, too. I know you do. I've seen you guys at work. You're awesome. God is awesome. He works in us and through us to the pulling down of strongholds. Listen. (laughs) And we can boldly cast down every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The NIV says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Every thought. You guys know I work with In recovery ministry, and I work with a group of men. uh, um, (laughs) Every Tuesday night, we we have a step study meeting uh, with the Celebrate Recovery materials. It's discipleship 101. It's very biblically centered and based. Uh, Brother Steve Nelson helps me lead that group, and he's been a, a, a great help with that. And these men are their lives are being changed. Their lives are being changed. And they're learning. The the, the one guy says to me, Ed, this is too hard. This this is too hard. I can't live this Christian life. It's too hard. Anybody ever been there? I've been there. It's too hard. I can't do this in my own strength, in my own power, in my own ability. So what do I need to do? I just need to die to me and let the Spirit of the living God breathe life, newness of life into me and empower me to live for Him. To live, let Jesus live through me, to be the man of God that I'm created to be, to be the man and woman of God that you're created to be. He wants to live large in you and in me. To the, to, the, to the casting down of strongholds. Wow. We can tear down the strongholds in our life. We can tear them down. We can cast out them out. We can bring every thought that, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God into obedience. God said that we could. Is God a liar? We have to take charge of our life in Christ and rebuke the lie of the enemy that would convince us to believe that we're not able or good enough or brave enough to overcome our circumstances. I see too many, far too many believers and and, and these guys that have had this broken background in drugs and alcohol. Oh, I'm just, I'm not good enough. God can't use me Oh, yes, he can. Yes, he can. He uses the broken, the weak things. (laughs) The things that are not. (laughs) We have to take charge of our life in Christ and rebuke the lie of the enemy that would convince us to believe that we're not able or good enough. Anybody ever felt that way? Why does God want me to come and pray? He he doesn't want to hear from me. Stop it. Stop it. Who you are in Christ is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. In Christ. The solid rock, I stand in the presence of the living God and he hears my prayers. As the worship team comes, maybe you're listening to this message this morning and you're not a child of God. Not born again by believing by grace through faith that Jesus came to earth as a newborn babe. Lived a life of sinless perfection, teaching everyone he could to accept himself as the promised Messiah. Died on the cross at Calvary for your sin and offering you eternal life when you repent of your sin and receive him as your personal Savior and Lord of your life. Then this message to the point has not been applicable to you applicable, applicable, applicable. But now it is. At this point, you too are invited, and I urgently plead with you now to repent of your sin, to receive Jesus into your heart and life and come into a personal relationship with Him, being indwelled and being filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Make him the Lord of your life. And then by grace, <coughs> excuse me, through your new faith in Christ, you too are able to enter in to the throne room of grace, to ask for help in time of need. And your effectual fervent prayers will avail much and great things for you and for the kingdom of God in your life and the world you too will have the ear of God will you do that just now come on up here let pastor Jonathan let myself, let someone come alongside and pray with you to receive Christ as your Savior. Don't be shy. We're all we're all from the same place, aren't we? Broken past, heartaches, broken people, pieces, ruined lives are why he died on Calvary. Some of us had the privilege of growing up in a Christian home. But have you made Jesus Christ? your personal Savior I'm not a Christian because my mom and dad were because they said I ought to be I want to be a Christian because I chose to surrender my life to Christ come and do that here today don't leave here without making sure that you have direct access to the throne of grace will you do that just now the altars are open The gift of eternal life is yours for the asking, and the new life of abundant living and being an heir of God's kingdom is available to you now. Please come. Let one of our pastors or leaders pray with you now. Thank you for hearing my words.
0: is coming.
3: The question I posed to you this morning was, do you have God's ear? And the answer is absolutely yes. You have God's ear. Alice and I had the discussion yesterday that we're not always going to be able to determine how well we parent by the outcome of our children. We play a part, right? But I wonder sometimes if I think I'm a good dad, imagine our heavenly father. He hasn't messed up in his parenting of us. He hasn't done anything wrong. He's given us all the love, all the affection, all the discipline that's appropriate for us to live our lives. And now he's asking us to talk to him about whatever it is that we need or we want. Why are we not taking advantage of this opportunity, church? I'm going to ask you to stand and just, I'm not one to drag out a response time, but I'm going to ask you to stand so that you're on your feet and you've made the first move if you need to as they continue to sing this song just for just a little longer. Why don't you come and talk to, the, to, to God the Father about it this morning? Bring it to Jesus. Give it to Him and see if, he, if you don't just have the Father's ear.
0: Oh. you. the precious blood of Jesus Christ.
3: did to have a seat this morning, I'm going to invite my our, our children's director, Tara and, and Scott, to the stage. I'm saying that out loud so they can hear me out there, but uh, just as people continue to pray here, uh, somebody said, so you're going to give Pastor Ed a chance to preach this week. I'm, I, didn't, I didn't take any chances this week. I don't take a chance with my pulpit. Uh, Pastor Ed is an anointed man of God. And I know that God's called him to ministry, and I can tell you that if he wouldn't have preached this week, I would have been led to preach on prayer. It's funny how the Holy Spirit works that way, isn't it? So we're thankful for his message today. We're thankful for the spirit of prayer that's in this church, and it's important for me to emphasize and extend an invitation to the time that we pray on Tuesday mornings. It's not just for the staff. Uh, Many of our staff are here for that time, but on Tuesday mornings at 11 o'clock, we know a lot of people work a... Kind of a standard first shift job and can't make that but um we do invite people to come there's nothing you know we pray we don't talk about prayer we don't uh think about prayer we we pray uh not only for the request uh that you every prayer that you you send in through a connection card or through the prayer line we do pray over every week we want you to know that um, with confidence so please continue to share those and give us give us updates if you're asking for prayer please give us updates on those prayers um, because we want to know that those prayers are being answered and know how we can pray for you more. Uh, again, we're going to invite uh, Tara and Scott up to the stage. Just before we uh, kind of change order and go to uh, a time of worshiping through our gifts uh, and our tithes and our offerings, uh, Tara and Scott have a, have a quick announcement here about uh, Awana, and they might even ask you if you want to sponsor a child for, uh, in Awana, that's why I'm having them say what they're going to say before the offering so that if you want to do that, you can just make note uh, either on your envelope or, or on your check. Here you go, guys. Perfect. Thank you.
5: Yes. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. We just want to give you a quick update, let you know that Awana is now officially on. Uh, we will be starting September 7th. It'll be the sixth year that we've done Awana. worth. Yeah. But... I always say we could not have a Awana, first, if it wasn't without our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. And then also, number two, without this congregation's help and sacrifice that you give to these kids uh, through your sponsorships. Um, it's just, it's been an amazing five years just to watch these kids actually grow up that are still, you know, within our church. It's fantastic. It's a great opportunity. And believe me, that the $40 for the sponsorship... Um, for the whole school year, it goes a long way for these kids because we have new kids coming in all the time, and knowing that when they come in, we can just plug them right into wherever we're at at that moment, and they don't feel like they're new, they just feel like they've been a part of this club forever. So that's our goal. We're excited about this. Uh, I hope you're excited about it. I always say, Pray, pray about it. You know, whatever God lays on your heart, and believe me, it goes into our I want account, and every time that we We supply a child with a vest or a shirt or a book, or we take them to an outing just to see their faces and know that we all did this, but we all did this through our Lord and Savior. So thank you again. Again, the sponsorship program is open. Thank you to Pastor Bob. Remember, it's always been Pastor Bob's dream um, to have this. He always had a vision for the kids in the church, and I believe that his vision is what has inspired all of this to occur. So um, pray about it. Um, we love you guys. Thank you again for everything that you do uh, for this this children's program and for this program and club on Wednesday night. I could keep going on and on and on, but you know it's getting close to lunch. So <laughs> thank you, everyone.
3: Um, so uh, we're going. What's that? It was, it's $40. Uh, it's $40 to sponsor a child. Um, and so you can sp- sponsor one, two, or 20. Your pick. Just, uh, somebody can say, I can't sponsor. Uh, you know, maybe $40 doesn't work for you. Give, give whatever you can. Uh, it, going to, That money going to that fund makes a difference. And I know last year we were able to do it without, uh, without any child having to pay, um, which to me just means um, you have one. Your first job is to give $40 to sponsor a child. Your second job is to make sure that we have more children here too right so um you can always talk to scott and tara about how you want to get more involved in the children's ministry you might say well i don't think i'm don't worry about what you think you're not go talk to them and see what opportunity they can give you to help out with the children um either on sunday mornings you know maybe maybe the enemies continue to tell you you can't help on sunday morning because you need to be in church well juana's on wednesday night so you'll have to figure that one out as you're wrestling with your excuses Hey, so we're going to go ahead and say goodbye to our online audience today. We're so thankful you're here, and we hope that you'll join us here at the Rathmell Road Campus very, very soon, hopefully this coming Sunday at 1030. For the rest of you, we're going to go ahead and invite our, our uh, ushers to come forward to help us receive the morning tithes and offerings. Um, and again, uh, you can just make a checkout and memo it for Awana, or you can put it, uh, you can note your giving envelope that's in front of you. Of course, if you give online, you can make notes there as well. But Um, however you want to do that, we can, we can make sure it gets to the right place. I'm still go ahead and give the tithes and offerings today too. We want child sponsorship, but all that stuff always, always comes after our tithes and offerings, which are reasonable service, um, to God as something we give back to him, um, for the many blessings that he has given to us.